This is the uncensored voice. No bullshit, just real shit. Discussing things that will stir the pot. Only here on the uncensored voice. With your host, Ricky Midnight. Make sure money's not wasted like that $55 million. Hey guys, this is Ricky Midnight reminding you to subscribe to my channel. If you subscribe, it lets me know that more people are listening, more people's eyes are being opened to the atrocities that this nation is suffering underneath the hands of Joe Biden. Now, if you want to help make the show, you go to my website. It's www.theuncensoredvoice.chat. Scroll halfway down that page, and you're going to see a donation button. Help make this show, and I'll see you guys then. Okay, guys, this is Ricky Midnight. Like most people, I'm getting a little more frustrated at the prices at the pump, right? And I know you are, and I've said that in the last couple of podcasts. It's just a frustration. It's not like I'm going to go out and you know do anything bad, but it's just frustration because of the crap that the liberals are allowing through Biden. They voted for Biden, even though he didn't get enough to get in. He had to cheat in order to get in and get Trump out. Well, it went through because the people who are his checks and balances are liberal or liberal sympathizers. And, um, you know, so he's gotten in and day one, he stopped the pipeline, which pretty much shot us in the foot. And now our, everything's gone up inflation. Everything's gone up. So you got your gas going up and you got your food, you got your lumber, you got the cost of pretty much everything going up as a result of Biden stopping the pipeline to stop, to spike Trump. Well, let me give you some tips on how to save gas, right? Um, let me start off with the simple one. Uh, take a look at this picture. Okay, so if you look in this picture, if you're driving a vehicle that you're not very familiar with, uh, it's not yours, it's your mother and father's, it's your sister's, it's your cousin's, it's a vehicle you borrowed from Hertz Rent-A-Car, right? Well, if you look at this little little gas pump right here on your dash, you're going to see an arrow pointing either left or right. That tells you where your gas tank inlet is or where the little door is. So before you get to the pump, you know which side needs to be facing the gas pump. The left side of the vehicle, the right side of the vehicle. Most vehicles, it's the left side, but on some, it is the right side. Kind of tells you where it's supposed to be. And if there was not one there at all, then it would be in the back, usually behind the license plate. But that's on a much older car, so that's not even something that most people need to worry about nowadays. But that's tip number one. Hey, tip number two, did you know that properly inflated tires save gas, right? So if you're going to inflate your tires, if you go too high, you're actually starting to, to <laughs> wear the side treads out on your tires faster than they should be worn out, and you're damaging your tires. Um, you're not going to cost yourself gas, but you're actually going to cost yourself tires. They're going to wear out faster, and you're going to give yourself a worse ride. Let me tell you the proper way to do it. been a mechanic for 30 years. was a mechanic for 30 years, and uh, let me kind of give you an idea. What you're supposed to do with a vehicle is you're supposed to put the air that it says on the door jam, right there by, usually by the VIN. It'll say the maximum amount of air that you're supposed to have, right? Or the air that you're supposed to have, the amount you're supposed to have. Don't go by what the tires say. If you go to Discount Tire Company and these young kids, meaning 40 and under, millennial and under, they um, they think, well, I'm going to put 35 in. Every single tire that ever comes by is 35, unless it's super-duper big tire. Well, that's not the case. Go by what the car says. If your vehicle has tires anywhere close to the size that the manufacturer put on your vehicle, then put in the amount of air that the manufacturer suggests. For instance, my, my wife has an Altima, right? A little Nissan Altima. 
On her Altima, I believe the tire inflation in the front tires is 32 and the rear tires is 29. And um, so if we went with Discount Tire Company, it'd be 35 front and rear, which is not terrible, but you get a better ride if you put what the manufacturer suggested. Now, if your tires are too low, on the other hand, because you have a slow leak, you need to make sure you get that leak fixed or constantly put air in every day. Check it every single day. Uh, because if it's too low, you're going to be have too much grip on the road. Plus, you're going to be wearing out your tires a little bit too soon. And um, you're going to cost yourself a little extra fuel. So that's tip number two. Tip number three, and I have it on my vehicle. I have it on my pickup truck. I like this one probably the best out of all the tips I'm going to give you here. I have a camera. I have a 4K camera on the dash or actually on the windshield in the front. And, I, and it's connected to a rear camera in the back, which is a 10K camera, um, 1080p, high-definition camera, right? So if somebody hits me from the rear and they say, well, uh, he came to a dead stop. Well, you can see the lines as I'm driving down the road passing by me, right, through the camera. So you know that person's a damn liar. Or vice versa, somebody in front. And I have been backed into before in parking lots and drive throughs I've actually been backed into. I'm at a dead stop, and they backed into me. They say, well, you hit me from behind, you have to pay. <laughs> but you backed into me, moron. Well, now I have a camera to prove it, right? Um, and my camera system also has the ability to plug in a GPS. That way you can actually see real time on the GPS, take the, the little chip out, little SD chip out, and take it to the court. But you can actually see the speed I was going, the direction I was going, and it shows you a little map, like your regular GPS, like you know your Google or uh, iPhone GPS. It'll actually show you everything on it. So that's, that's tip number three, and I like that one a lot. Tip number four. If you're going to go to driver's ed, do it with someone who's not your parent, meaning the state of Texas, at least, and probably most other states, they allow driver's ed, self-taught or parent-taught driver's ed. Well, the problem with parent-taught driver's ed is you don't have the discipline to teach. You don't know how to teach uh, driver's ed, unless that's what you do for a living. You don't know how to teach a new driver just because you think you know how to drive doesn't mean you do and if you teach what you think is proper driving to another person they're going to do the exact same mistakes you're going to do a lot of people have been driving for 20 years and they don't know how to drive but um you know that's just the way it is and uh, you teach it to the the young folks and then they don't know how to drive and then they teach it and they teach it and teach it and so on so go to professional driver's ed if you're going to get a driver's license and get on the road with other people like me. I don't want you to wreck into me and kill me and my wife. I don't want you to hit our vehicles and damage our vehicles. We have to drive around with smashed up vehicles because you don't know how to drive. And the state should have never given you a driver's license. So on to the next step. I have a friend who had been driving for, he was 46 years old. He's been driving for, you know, 30 something years, around 30 years, right? He's been driving for a long time. And, um, well, he doesn't know how to drive worth the crap. And he's learned a whole lot of things from me. We're not friends anymore. It's a totally different story. But he, he learned a lot of things from me. One of the things I like to do, and this is the tip that I wanted to talk to you about, is I like to see people's taillights through the back window of a vehicle through their windshield. I like to look through as I'm driving. Of course, you want to look everywhere else when you're driving. But you, I like to look through their windshield to see the vehicles. Give you an example. If we're driving in 5 o'clock traffic, we're all doing about 55, 60 miles an hour on the highway, right? Not going really fast. Um, we're doing decent speed, though. And um, cars, five cars in front of me, he starts to slow down because a dog's running across the highway or, 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 or 
you know, a feral hog or something, right, running across the highway. So he decides he wants to slam on the brakes. He hits him. The next person about a second and a half later hits him. The next person about a second and a half later hits him. Car in front of me hits him. And then I have to react. But if you are looking through his rear window and through his windshield and you see that person in front of him react, then you react about the same time, if not maybe a little faster, than the car in front of you who reacts. Now, this is supposing that they're not on their damn cell phones while they're driving, right? They're not distracted. So I like to look through their windshield. And I kind of taught him these things. I kind of taught, you know, a lot of other people these things. As a police officer, I also used to really adhere to these kind of stuff, right? That Self-taught. But I used to adhere to all these things. And uh, it makes you a better driver. makes you a more defensive driver, right? All right, so that leads me to my next tip. When you're driving as a defensive driver, you need to adhere to the law. The roads that you're on, unless it's a private road inside of a gated community, unless it's a private road, the roads belong to the county or the state. They don't belong to you. You don't have the right to drive on those roads if you're not going to adhere to the law. So when you get your driver's license, it's an agreement to adhere to the law, and then you get to be allowed to drive on the road. It's not the other way around. You don't have a constitutional right to drive on the roads. If you're going to drive on the road and you break the law, if you get pulled over by a car, which is called a police officer, don't argue with the officer. It is your fault for breaking the law. It means speeding, not using a turn signal, or this is what I want to bring to your attention. I see driving home every single weekday from work, people avoiding a traffic signal. In this case, actually, it's a, it's a traffic light in this case, right? So they're always avoiding this traffic light. You can't avoid a traffic light legally, right? And it's obvious you're avoiding this traffic light, and I'll tell you how. Right on that corner where that traffic light is, is a Valero. It's a gasoline place, if people listen to me from other states or other, or other countries. It's a gasoline place. It's a Valero, right? So I stop at the light, like a good little boy or a good little girl, right? But people go into Valero, go through the parking lot, and come out the other side so they can avoid a traffic signal which is against the law the reason why it's against the law is because what you're doing is you're creating traffic flow through traffic through that parking lot those people walking out of that Valero to go to their vehicle that just gassed up are now having to avoid flow through traffic not just traffic going there to buy chips or other stuff but they're actually having to avoid flow through traffic so they won't get run over right that shouldn't happen so if a cop pulls you over for doing that, they could give you a $75 ticket or a $100 ticket or who knows what it is in, in your jurisdiction. It might be a heck of a lot more. Don't cry and don't bitch that you're getting pulled over for breaking the law because you did. You broke the law. Hmm. So that brings me to another one, right? Hmm. So, okay, I have another tip for you, right? If you're going to drive on the road with the rest of us who have you know, vehicles that they don't want smashed up. I know a lot of people who have smashed up vehicles. I'm not one of them. I have a few scratches because it's a, it's a truck that I use out on the ranch, right? I use it out on a farm, so it does have a few, a few scratches, but it's not banged up. So if you are going to drive on the road with us, then you need to adhere to the law. It's called yielding, right? When it, and that's, that's what I want to talk about, yielding. If you're going to try to get on the highway, and let's say you're accelerating to get on the highway because, yes, you have to accelerate. You can't get on the highway doing 20 miles an hour and then try to accelerate so the cars won't hit you. That's why there's a long stretch on the called the on-ramp for you to accelerate to the actual speed 
that most people are driving on the highway. So if you see people are, are you know, doing 50 miles an hour on the highway, give or take, right? You try to match their speed and blend in. It's not up to them to yield to you. It's up to you to fall behind them or find a spot. You need to adjust your speed to find a spot, be able to fall behind or pull out in front, right? But don't speed in order to do that. The speed limit is whatever it might be on that part of the highway, 70 miles an hour, 65, 50, right? You can't speed in order to get there. But I see a lot when I'm trying to exit by my exit close to where that Valero is. I'm trying to exit at my exit. People don't yield. And if I'm coming off the highway and you're on the access road trying to go straight, it is your job to yield to me, not vice versa. That means you slow down to allow me to get in front of you and keep on going. I shouldn't have to slow down to let you go by, which a lot of people are doing. They're just, I don't know if it's a courtesy that people have lost over the years or they never learn how to drive correctly to begin with. But yield means you have to yield to me. So if the yield is facing you, facing you as far as the oncoming traffic on the left or the right, you see the yield facing you, that means you have to yield to me. Now, if I see the yield facing me, that means I have to yield to you. There are a few exits where you have to yield to the access road, but most exits are the other way around. The access road has to yield to you. So that's another tip. You need to learn how to yield to the other people. We don't want to piss off a driver simply because you're just a discourteous driver. It's called defensive driving. If you didn't learn it, maybe you've been driving for 25 years. It's time for you to learn how to drive properly. Take a defensive driving course, not one that you can take online, not one of those comedy courses. Take an actual serious defensive driving course. Learn how to drive correctly. Okay, another tip is have an escape plan. If you don't know what I'm talking about when I say escape plan, then maybe you need to take a defensive driving course. Just a suggestion. But an escape plan, meaning if you're driving down the road, let's say I'm driving down the road and it's three-lane road, three-lane road. I'm in the center lane, right? I'm following a car at the proper distance. I'm uh, 75 feet, maybe, you know, 100 feet away from this vehicle. We're doing 65 miles an hour. I'm constantly monitoring the mirrors, looking around, finding a place to escape. If that person was to slam on their brakes, say they, a vehicle in front of them that I couldn't see slammed on their brakes, they hit them. They came to a pretty much a dead stop right in the middle of the road. What am I going to do? Am I going to then, because there's a delay reaction, then look at the mirrors and follow and decide, hmm, which way should I go? Then I decide, oh, I could go right. I decide to turn right. So what's that delay? A second and a half? Two seconds? Well, if I had an escape plan, I would have been monitoring those mirrors all the way around and already knew where I was going to go which might have taken me a quarter of a second to just swerve over to the right. That's why you got to keep the proper following distance. You don't want to get too close. That way you have enough time to execute that escape plan. Look in left mirror, look in your rear view mirror, look in your right mirror. Now, if your windows are tinted so damn dark you can't see, then, well, you just shot yourself in the foot. You can only look in the right mirror and the left mirror. Unfortunately, most states allow you to give yourself window tint that would be limo window tint. Well, most of the time, people who have window tint that is limo window tint can still see. That gives me another tip, right? I want to bring to your attention, don't put something in the back of your vehicle that keeps you from seeing out. 
generally like you know a whole bunch of stuff animals um if you're driving a pickup truck you have a headache rack and uh, that headache rack has louvers that just pretty much blind you from looking back yeah the law says all you have to have is your left mirror and your and your actually the law says in the state of texas all you have to have is your left mirror you don't even have to have your right mirror on the door uh you don't have to have rear view mirror all you have to have is one mirror facing back right but it's always best practices to have more than one mirror three is good two is not bad one is eh, barely there but don't block your rear window because you just you know think it'd be cool to have a whole bunch of stuff back there so there's that now now another thing i noticed the other day i was going to bill miller it was early in the morning i was going to get some tacos the the truck and i drive a pickup truck the truck just in front of me started up his truck to go now, when you go to some place that's not super speedy, say Bill Miller, Whataburger, something like that, they take a little bit longer. Well, it actually takes less fuel, whether it be diesel or gasoline, to let your vehicle idle than it does to start it up. Now, I don't know if you've heard the old term, starting up your vehicle is the worst thing you can do, whether it be cold or warm, because it's not properly lubricated yet, and the piston rings are going up and down metal to metal and you have more actual wear than if you had it properly lubricated. But this tip is about saving gas, right? So when you shut your vehicle off at that, let's say it was a three-minute idle or a five-minute idle to get, you know, to pull forward to get to the next spot, you actually would use more gas to start your vehicle than you would to just let it idle for five minutes. So, hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed these tips. I'm trying to help you save a little bit of gas at the pump Biden's doing everything he can to screw you, the middle class, right? They're just, um, it's just frustrating how this bastard is allowed to stay in office. I know he said in his speech the other day while he was in Poland that Putin cannot stay in power. You know what? Neither can you. You need to be removed from power. You need to go to an old folks home so you can be monitored so you won't shit all over yourself all the time, so you won't drool all over yourself all the time. You don't need to be in power either. But... It is, it is the way it is. This is Ricky Midnight, proudly unpoisoned. God bless America, and God bless Texas. Thanks for listening to the Uncensored Voice. Make sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, on the Uncensored Voice, we tell it like it is. So be safe, my friends, and may God bless America.